All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to episode two of Frankly Speaking. I'm Daily Faceoff Hockey Insider Frank Saravalli, and this is our weekly one-on-one interview series with some of the biggest names in the hockey world. Today we'll be joined by Edmonton Oilers forward Zach Hyman. But before we do that, I need to let you know that Frankly Speaking is presented by ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book, it's the only sports book that gives 100% of profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app, with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today. Or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. That's right. This week, we're joined by Zach Hyman. I had a chance to meet up with the Oilers forward late last week in Edmonton, just before the Oilers went on their bye week. And Hyman has had an unbelievable year with the Oilers. Barely a little more than halfway through the season has already set a new career high in points with 60 and is just one off of tying his career high of 27 goals, which was set last year in his first season with the Oilers. He spent the previous six years prior to that with the Toronto Maple Leafs after a full four-year NCAA career at the University of Michigan. This proud Toronto native is really carved out a career for himself as one of the NHL's most relentless players. He's also one of the most interesting men in hockey with a ton of outside interests and business adventures. Let's dive right in. Zach Hyman, you are one of the few people on the planet who has played with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner. So I want to know, is there one common thread that ties those star players together? 
They're all really good. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. They're all really good. Is it what set what sets them apart? Is it, it obviously the skills there, but what's you see the work ethic, you see the preparation, you see how they manage pressure. Yeah. You see that up close. Yeah. I mean, they're all different, right? They're all completely different players, completely different people. But I guess the underlying theme is is, is obviously they, they have God-given talent, but it's work, right? A lot of people have talent, but, you know, they match that talent with an elite work ethic and I think a competitive drive. They're all extremely competitive and, and you need that, that, that will to kind of continue to push yourself when you're at the top and, and they, they all have it. So I'm glad you mentioned work and work ethic because when I think of your game, that's one of the first things I think of is your compete level. You're always in the mix. Where does your work ethic come from, and was it always like this? I think so, yeah. I think it comes from my parents. Um, so take me back to, like, yeah. Zach Hyman as a 12-year-old yeah, playing hockey. Like, are you the same player now that you were then? I think so, yeah. I wasn't always the you know the most skilled. They just kind of wanted to have the puck, go get the puck. And the puck was, you know, always in the corner or – you know, have to chase the guy down for it or things like that. So it was always, you know, uh, you know, you got to want the puck. And that was kind of my mindset. It's not sexy, though. No, no, it's definitely not sexy. And it's hard to get. So I'm thinking of my kid, yeah. and that's what I keep saying yeah. is how bad do you want the puck? You got to want it. You, and yeah. that's like you, you don't – I don't know if you learn that. You Maybe you can. But it's probably something that's just in you. Yeah, it's – yeah, 100%. I mean, I have kids now, too, and, like, I, I don't know – like I'll, I'll tell my kids, you know, you gotta, you want, you gotta want it, you gotta go get it. But I think it's something that's uh, inherently in you as well. But I think you can definitely foster it and and try and instill it in yourself. And I thought, you know, I think my parents really, you know, whenever I played, it wasn't about um, scoring goals or how well I did. It was, you know, how hard did you work? You know, did you go out there and give your best? Like, can you look at yourself in the mirror after and say, okay, like I. I tried my, my best and either I won and I did well or I didn't win and I'll, I'll try again, I'll get better, right? So I think that's kind of uh, an important message for all kids is not don't look at the, the result or the outcome. You know, look at the process and, and how much you're putting into it. So has your game evolved? Like whether it's at the NHL level or even before that, is it since you've gotten here, has it changed? I think so. I think it, I think it, it evolves. I think that you try to keep who you are, like you're the core intact, but you try to add elements and add layers to your game. And I think, you know, at every level that I've been at, whether it was junior or college and, you know, now at the pro level, you know, it's taken me a little bit of time to kind of figure out how to build offensively. I think I always wanted to, you know, get into the, you know, for the NHL, get into the league. How could I be successful in the league? How can I stay in the league? And it was, you know, being hard on pucks, going in the corner, getting it back for those skilled players, right? And then it's, you know, then you want to continue to develop your offensive game. So, you know, how can I start to score? Like my first year I had 10 goals, right? And then I think I had 15, and then I hit the 20 mark, right? So I think you just continue to try to add layers to your game without – Without losing what you do best, I think that's the the, mo- no, the the key thing is is making sure that you know who you are. Is there a layer that you're most proud of that you've added in the last? Like, what's something you really work on? Like, I think back to a couple years ago talking to Connor after winning the Hart Trophy. He's like, I want to work on my shot. Mm-hmm. This summer is I, I want to be a better goal scorer. What is there a layer, and not just. Everyone wants points, yeah. but is there one part of your game that you're proud of that you said, I've been able to add this to it? I think just 
playing around the net and and being uh, more patient and being more of a goal scorer around the net. I think uh, I'm always uh, kind of in those dirty areas, and maybe earlier in my career I would kind of just you know rush the play and, and just try to get it off quick. And I think now I'm a little bit more patient around the net, and and I think that's something that I practice. You know, instead of shooting pucks from the top of the circle. I shot pucks from in the blue paint or, you know, try to make moves in the blue paint. And I think that as a player, you have to analyze and, and look at your game and, and, and focus on where you get your most, the most of your opportunities. So if you're a defenseman, then there's no sense of standing in the blue paint. But if you're a guy like myself who's in there, then, you know, why would I take a, a far shots when, when the majority of my chances are coming from in tight? So I think that's something that I, that I worked on a lot. And then just a little kind of, you know, passes, uh, slip passes, uh, passes off the wall. I think that when you play with guys, like you mentioned earlier in the pod, those guys want the puck in, you know, with space and with speed. And I think as you know, my game's developed, I think I'm able to make those little plays that maybe look easy, but uh, at the start of my career weren't easy. Your path to this point <clears throat> is actually really interesting. And if you look at your, the beginning of your career at Michigan – to then the player you became as a senior, are we seeing that same growth? Like how, what what was it like entering Michigan? What was your game like mm-hmm. then, and how different was it when you left? And yeah. like no one stays four years anymore. No, no. So yeah, it, it was an interesting career trajectory. I think um, in junior, I played for the Hamilton Red Wings, and I got drafted to Florida out of junior. In my last year, I won uh, Canadian Junior Player of the Year, so I came into Michigan uh, as a high, high prospect, and I was full of confidence. You're full like, I'm going to come in here and crush it. Yeah, my goal was I'm going to get a point a game, and I was right. like, okay, I'm going to come in here, get a point a game, you know, maybe play a couple years, and then go pro. And and did uh, you have seven points your first nine, year? Nine, nine. <laughs> Don't short me. So I had nine my first year, and uh, and I started on the first line, then worked my way all the way down to the fourth line. And uh, and Red, you know, just told me to focus on on learning the defensive side of the game. You know, being a penalty killer, blocking shots, doing all those little things. And then I remember we had a meeting after my first year, and I said I want to, you know, be more of an offensive player. And he said, Yeah, just keep working on it. And then the next year, I got nine points again. (laughs) (laughs) But again, like you learn, you learn how to be a part of, of, you know, how how to embrace another role, right? And then. Uh, my junior year, the offensively, things started to develop for me, kind of a mindset, you know, just confidence-wise, and then senior year took off. And then, yeah, comparing it to the NHL, I think a lot of it is uh, mindset and confidence and, and being comfortable and being able to create a role for yourself. And then, you know, not everybody can come into the league like Austin or like Connor or... Almost no one does. Right. And, and, and you, know, you know, I think Connor scored a point in game his first, his first year, right? Not everybody you know, has that ability, right? So for me, it was let's carve out a, a role in the NHL and then let's continue to add layers to my game. And I always laugh at uh, at the uh, analytics who, you know, I came in as a 24-year-old and, they, you know, they say, oh, you peak at 26 or 27 or 28 and this is kind of the pigeonhole you into a player, right? Like this is the player that he's going to be when he's... Uh, in his 30s, but for me, it's like, no, I can. Con- why can't I continue to get better? Right? Why can't I continue to add layers to my game every year? You know, so it's always a mindset for me. Did you have any temptation to leave school early? No, no. Once I got there, um, I wanted to stay the four years. I loved school. I wanted to get my degree. I loved being there, and uh, and I just it, it was such a great development program for me. Um, and I wa- and I knew that like once you once you made it 
into the pro ranks, you kind of have that one shot to make an impression, and I wanted to be over ready. So I, I really enjoyed my, my time there. So you get your degree. How does Zach Hyman become a children's author? Uh, uh, that was actually before I went to university. Really? Enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, I, so it was something you wanted to do or you had a connection or how did it yeah, work? Yeah. No, I, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fell into it. It was, uh, I'm the oldest of five boys. So storytelling was kind of part of my, my chores. Uh, the youngest brother's 11 and a half years younger than me. Okay. Um, Ten, ten and a half, sorry, and uh, and that was one of my my duties was read read books, right? So I, I always had a, a a love for children's books and reading and writing. And then in grade seven, I wrote uh, a short story that won a competition, and uh, the teacher encouraged me to pursue writing. So I turned that short story um, in high school. I turned it into a children's book, and then uh, my dad helped me get it self published. So he self published. Then I got drafted, and then uh, all these publishers started calling to bring me on and then I uh, signed a three or four book deal I got one more book still to write but that's for another so you day. actually do the writing yourself yeah oh yeah 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 so we have a four book deal um you know now it's Penguin Random House at the time it was Random House they merged Penguin Random House and uh three books are are out and continue to write and I enjoy it does this mean we need to get you a membership in the Professional Hockey Writers Association? Like, are you? Are you? <laughs> Do so I qualify? You, you, I don't know. I think you could. Like, you're a professional published author writing about hockey. At times. Yeah, I, yeah. My first children's book is a hockey book. So, if I, I mean, it's up to you. Can you give us a – well, I do have a little pull there. Can you give us uh, a sneak preview of what the fourth book is going to be? Have, do you have any thoughts? Oh, Yeah. It's going to be sports related. I've I've gone back and forth between football and and basketball and been sidetracked. But uh, I have two boys, so they're one's two in a bit, and the other six months. So I've been you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, I've been sidetracked with that, and then with uh, my side hockey career. Side hockey career, yeah, yeah something like that. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, did you think it would go this well coming to Edmonton? Uh I mean, you're you're like this year has been somewhat magical. Like, yeah, the team has been up and down, but career highs already and you've still got a ways to go this year yeah no I I definitely I mean I, I don't think you can ever say like, you see like I think you envision the perfect scenario right and, and obviously this is kind of you know coming to fruition but um, I thought there were a lot of parallels between Toronto and Edmonton um, just from a, where where they were from a from a team standpoint with regards to playoff success and with regards to kind of the young core you know, we had Austin, Mitch, Willie, you know, JT, and, and Morgan Riley in Toronto, and then you're going to Connor, Leon, Nuge, Nursey. Similar setup. Similar setup. And you know why they've been compared, you know, which team is better suited for yeah. success. These questions have been going on forever. 100%. So I, I just thought that and, – and we played them, mind you, 10 times or 9 times in the Canadian division, which I never played them before that, right? <laughs> played them like four times in my career, and then you play them nine times, so you get them – you know, you get a first-hand look at Connor and Leon and Nuge and Nursey and, like, what they can do. So I was really excited because to have the opportunity to play with, I mean, with Connor, especially being, you know, who he is and the generational talent that he is, um, you know, it was a huge opportunity for me, and, and I really wanted to, to take advantage of it. But you're a Toronto kid. Was it, yeah. <laughs> was it hard to leave? Connor's a Toronto kid. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't choose to come in. No. Well, I mean, there are there, – how much do you still watch the of circumstances. How much do you pay attention to what's going on? Um, 
Well, you know, we always have a. Uh, it's what's nice about being in the West is the your games are later, so we always get a catch the first period uh, of the other games that are going on. And a bunch of times, Toronto is on before us, so we'll watch the first period. You put that on in your room? Uh, we have the lounge. Oh, so the lounge. Sit, yeah, okay. we sit in the lounge. We put all. We have like three TVs, so we put three hockey games that are on, and and that'll be my extent of uh, of watching hockey. And yeah, it's it's great. It gets you in the game mode. So you're not watching hockey at home? Oh, no, I got. I got way too much going on with uh, with the two young guys. Is it hard to turn your brain off sometimes, or is it easy for you with some other stuff you have? Going I think on? because I have the other stuff going on, it's it's easier. You know, well, family's the biggest. Like out of all the things that I do, now that having the I keep talking about them, but I mean, you have two kids, you know how it is. It's it's all you try to because we go away so much. When I'm home, I try to really be in the moment with them and at home. So um, that's the my biggest priority always, and then. Uh, the writing, writing is, you know, another thing. But that's more on the road because there's no time at home. And then I also have a, a gaming business too, and that's been going well. And yeah, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, you mentioned game mode, and I'm saying like, how do you get involved in gaming? Like, are, were you a mm-hmm. gamer? Yep. And then obviously this business has exploded in recent years with you know the gaming leagues, but. How did you decide to jump in, and why did you want to? Yeah, uh, so I own a gaming company called Soar Gaming. We used to have an eleven gaming, but now we're primarily Soar Gaming, and it. It's well, you a, changed your number from eleven. So yeah, you gotta, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got involved because I was, you know, growing up an, an avid gamer. Me and my, my brothers would play um, all the time. It was, you know, we play hockey outside, and then if it was a rainy day or we were tired, we come in and we play video games and. Um, just really was pa- am passionate um, and a big believer in, in video games is more than just kind of uh, lock yourself in your basement. But I think it's evolved into more of a social um, experience where you interact with friends online. And I think when you look at you know society, people are tending to trend away from watching TV and going to online platforms. And you- gaming is a huge part of that, whether it's YouTube or Twitch. So, anyways, I, I love this space, and I had a buddy who was working in the space named Oliver Silverstein, and uh, he asked if I wanted to invest in a gaming company. And anyways, we looked at the company, and we decided to uh, go out and start our own company. And uh, that's where we started Eleven Gaming, and then. We purchased Soar Gaming and then kind of remolded the company into Soar Gaming. And uh, and uh, we're a media company that uh, sells advertisement through uh, content and sponsorship. But you're not an investor, though. You're actively involved in the actual day-to-day, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm CEO. Um, Ollie is COO. He runs all the day-to-day. Uh, I do all the high-level stuff. How much and of that time does you, of your time does that oh, take? I talk to him every day. Yeah. Talk to them every day. You know, you're running a business, and you have people that you really trust uh, to operate on the day to day. Because obviously, I'm, I got my full time job, <laughs> I got my hands full of that. But uh, yeah, it's great. Like you, we have investors, we have advisors. You know, got to learn about the entire business world and you know how to do a capital raise and and all that fun stuff. So it's it, it's cool because you're able to, you know, not just be a hockey player, but learn about the business world um, while you're playing and. Uh, you know, it'll give you a career after hockey type of thing. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, you've got it. And you're, I don't, how many other guys you think in the NHL actually own businesses at the same time as they're playing. Uh, you know, other you would know better team? than me. Are there guys on the Oilers that are involved in other things like that outside? Uh, I'm sure, like, uh, I mean, everybody's got their financial guy, but I don't know about owning their own business. Kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think so, but. Do you think you have a natural sort of entrepreneurial spirit? I think so, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I do a bunch of a bunch of stuff. We, yeah. It's it's, it's uh, what it's else fun. gets you excited? Like what else are you into? Um, well, I guess we'll talk about it now. I, I have a, I was big into NFTs in the crypto space also, um, and that exploded. So my brother and I, uh, Oliver Hyman, we have uh, we started a, a different company called Bubblegum Kids, which is a, an NFT company. It's a kid friendly uh, company, and uh, we started as an NFT project. We're now branching out into making real bubblegum bubblegum kids. Uh, so that's cool, and that's starting to uh, to grow. But that space is so young, and like it's it's amazing, like the power of um, blockchain. And I think a lot of people don't understand it necessarily. Well, they hear the first, they hear NFT, and they automatically think negative. Oh well, and it's scam. because of how the market has changed so much sure. and rapidly that yeah. I'm, I understand the space because I'm also in it a little yeah. bit. But people think it's a dirty word, and it's yeah. actually just a different way of thinking about how commerce is going to change 100%. in the next lifetime. Yeah, and then you have the stuff that happened with FTX and... and Ponzi scheme. They're the first thing they say is, why are you trying to take my money? And yeah, you can go on and on. And I think but it's interesting that some of your ventures have all kind of targeted... Like, you've got the book, mm-hmm. you know, now you have Bubblegum Kids, and then even part of the gaming, yep. naturally, 
is led towards what drives you into that space you think well i i think it's obviously a, a passion for for helping kids and and i think that like all my kids books have a message and a theme which is you know believing yourself and and the power of self-belief and when i was in school and even now i go to you know schools and i go to hospitals and read to kids and i just really get a lot of enjoyment out of brightening their day so i, I think just working with kids has always been something that's been you know a passion of mine and then yeah for the bubblegum kids in the nft space uh there was all these different projects that came out and they were kind of more rated pg-13 or even r and above and we wanted to appeal it to kind of a mass audience and i think there's a long way to go kind of like you said from, from a learning curve standpoint because a kid's not going to be able to sign up on a metamask account and log in and you know use cryptocurrency you, you need help right yeah. so that's where we you know you target the parents and you try to teach them because I, I i do think like the future just from a contract standpoint like blockchain is going to be a huge part of that if you understand it and if it goes to where i think a lot of people think it goes um so i think just kind of learning about it and educating yourself about it is is important safe to say you were an early blockchain investor no, no, no. Actually, like, actually, I, I, um, so I got into the space. I got hurt in Toronto. Um, I think it was in March. I got need and I had an MCL injury. It was uh, the the bubble year, the, uh, the North Division year, the bubble year, um, Canadian Division. And uh, at that point, um, NBA Top Shot was really hot. So I looked into into that and then kind of went down the rabbit hole of I had no idea how to set up a MetaMask. What, what a ledger was. I didn't know any of, the, any of this thing, any of these, those things. So I, I did a lot of research and I kind of taught myself how to, you know, be self-sufficient uh, with uh, cryptocurrencies and with the blockchain and how to own my own assets and those things. And, uh, yeah. Your just, mind kind of explodes as you start to think about yeah, all the possibilities. Exactly. You start to learn about it. And then, you, I mean, you also start to realize that it's, it's, uh, it's the wild, wild west still out there. There's very minimal regulations from its infancy quite literally yeah so you learn about that and then you have to learn about you know obviously just protecting your assets and keeping them you know on on the ledgers and whatever so there's a lot to it um let's have a little fun so at the burger shack in toronto there is a zach hyman jersey on the wall how many burgers do you need to eat in order to get (laughs) your, your jersey there i don't know i think my family's ordered enough burgers to get our jersey <laughs> my jersey on the water i can't even count the number but it's a great spot so that's the place to go if you want a burger in toronto uh definitely yeah i grew up right around the corner so it's a it's a hot spot so obviously you take good care of yourself do you have a guilty pleasure what's your guilty oh, pleasure probably for the burger shack burger yeah right there for sure so how in tune are you with your body i was talking to a player actually who was supposed to come on the pod last week and he said, I, I, I can't make it today. He said, I'm sick. And I was like, bullshit. Like, come on, like, get yeah. it together. And he said, no, seriously. He said, um, I wear an aura ring. And he said, I woke up today and my resting heart rate was 74. <laughs> and he said, it's normally 42. Yeah. He said, I just need a rest. Are you that in tune? No. No, no, no. No, definitely not. I'm uh, wake up and let's go to practice. And <laughs> if I'm feeling good. Great. If I'm not feeling good, okay. I mean, just, uh, I don't know, I think I'm a little bit old school in, in that sense. Just kind of go out there and go to work. I love that. There's such a juxtaposition, I guess, between all the other, the tech things that you're into. Maybe yeah. that's not one of them that you're... Yeah, 
I yeah, I don't know. I I just uh, I'm very much on. I don't like. Yeah, I don't, I, that, it's it is interesting because from, from a technology standpoint, I like, I thought you that would be right up your alley. Yeah, you would think, but I I like just letting my body tell me how how it's feeling and then adjusting accordingly. And and if I'm you know feeling really good, then go out there and do something, do work. If I'm not feeling good, you still go out there and do the work that you need to do. But then maybe you you rest and you take care of yourself off the ice a little differently. But yeah, old school in that sense, I guess. I love that. Uh, I will leave you with this, and I don't even know how much you can say about it, but I want to know, you're into so many different things. NHLPA search committee for the next executive director. Where do things stand? Hard question for the last question, huh? I I came in hot, I'm leaving hot. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think we're in a great spot. I I, I really do. I think think it's such an important role that everybody on the search committee has, I think. The ability to find the next person is is something that is going to help shape the game for the foreseeable future, and I think uh, yeah, I think we're in a great spot, and I'm excited about where we're at. Are we close or still a little ways away? Um, define close. I, I don't know. What, what are we talking? I just I'm assuming at some point you're down to a list of finalists, and you yep. need to then power through that and make the selection. Yeah, I think so too. Accurate. Pretty sure. Okay. Zach Hyman, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Frank. Love talking to Zach Hyman. Such a smart guy, articulate. And I think what strikes me the most is that for someone that uh, really is involved in a lot of different things off the ice, he's kind of old school when he's on the ice with the work ethic. And I thought it was really interesting how he treats his body. Not one of those guys that's checking all the metrics and apps all the time, but really just kind of goes on feel. Uh, What a career Zach Hyman has carved out for himself in the NHL. Thanks to Zach and uh, certainly looking forward to seeing what he accomplishes the rest of this season with a talented Edmonton Oilers team. That'll do it for episode two of Frankly Speaking, presented by ProLine. Not just another sportsbook, it's the only sportsbook that gives 100% of profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sportsbook for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in-store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in-app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.